Welcome back to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And joining us now, as he does every Monday on behalf of Sandia Resort and Casino, is the tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Zach Gentry. And, uh, Zach, um, you know, we talked last Monday, and you talked about how uh, you were cramming because, you know, you had this quick turnaround. Uh, you play on Sunday, have to go on the road, uh, play a Thursday night game, uh, and uh, you ended up losing that game 29-17. But you also talked talked about how you get through that game gives you a chance to catch your breath a, a hair before you have your next game which is Sunday against the Jets so uh, a couple extra days but I'm sure a lot of work goes along with that Zach yeah absolutely um you know it's, it's kind of one of those things too where you know we get a we get a W on the road there against the Browns we probably have a little a little more off time um, um <laughs> you know a little more leeway to not go into the building and stuff. So, um, you know, coming off coming off a loss in Cleveland, we're definitely uh, focused on the Jets this week. But, um, yeah, I mean, we got to get back in the win column for sure. All right, let's identify it. Um, you know, after the big win in Cincinnati, uh, a couple of losses, uh, close games. Let's face it, uh, for the most part. Um, what are you, you know? What are you guys trying to identify offensively uh, that uh, you need to definitely take care of in order to see the the offense continue to improve uh, in the coming weeks? Uh, you know, it's it's always going to be a lot of different things. Um, you know, throughout the year, especially with the, the different defenses and different, you know, problems they give us. But yeah. I just felt like the last two games, um, those are those are games we should have won. You know, games we're leading, um, games where we make one or two more plays or we don't let them, don't allow them to make, you know, a play or two that they make that we we leave with a victory. You know, kind of the last couple of games I've left, left the stadium thinking, you know, we really should have won that game. I really felt pretty confident. Um, I think in both those games, our, our offense came out and we didn't execute as well in the second half. I mean, the first half of both the Patriots and especially last week in uh, Cleveland, offense was moving the ball pretty dang good. We were running the ball well. Felt like the second half just kind of changed for whatever reason. So, um, you know, working on that second half offense for sure and, and making sure we shore up things on defense. But um, feel like really feel like we're really close. So as Coach Tomlin would say, by the way, we're talking to Pittsburgh Steelers Zach Gentry, and he joins us every Monday night right at 5 o'clock throughout the season on behalf of uh, Sandia, the Sandia Sports Bar. So uh, as Coach Tomlin would say, Zach, uh, have been leaving a lot of meat on the bone, in your opinion. Um, and the ebbs and flows of a 17-week season, that's going to happen. Uh, but there also is you know, some immediacy that comes along with it. For sure. I mean, and, and, you know, but one of the, you always want to win games. One of the biggest things I've learned since I've, you know, this is my fourth season in the NFL. One of the biggest things I've learned is A, you're going to play in a close game every week, no matter what. I mean, even if you're up 14 with five minutes left, that game's going to be a one score game. Um, you know, if, if you win by double digits, if you win by 10 or more points, you, you know, you really, you truthfully blew out the other team in the NFL. And it's, it's it really is the truth. Um, and, you know, it's, it's all about kind of how the, the season goes. How healthy can you stay? When can you kind of click at the right time? Um, you know, you see the last couple of years, you know, uh, teams kind of surprise and make their way into the playoffs and make a push. And, um, I mean, we started 12-0 and two years ago, uh, the 2020 season. And when we fizzled off at the end of the year, we had injuries and we didn't perform as well. So, I mean, it really, 
it's a weird thing. It's a lot of it, you know, how do you manage your attrition? And, but how do you also, you know, kind of click at the right time and get it going? Um, and it's just, it's such a long season that, uh, you know, you obviously want to get in that wind column every weekend. But um, as long as you're trending in the right direction, it's always good. That is, like, that's such a good point is like, you know, after uh, playing at El Dorado like you did and then, of course, Michigan, uh, you know, like there's games that gets away. Uh, most of them were wins that you had. But really, when you say every NFL game is going to be close, you're really not overstating it, Zach. No, not at all. I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, obviously I've been able to witness that firsthand over the last four seasons, but. Um, it's something that, you know, Coach Tom and a lot of other guys, they try to, you know, hammer through to you. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter who you play. Every every team is a professional team, and um, they're all going to come down to the wire. I mean, I'm, like I said, I've learned that um, so much that, you know, no, regardless, I mean, there's been so many games where we're up 14, 17 points in the fourth quarter, and I mean, it comes down to an onside kick or, or things like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. So it's always just super competitive, super close. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, it's, it's a long season, so it's really about just kind of managing how the team feels and performs throughout that long, um, long schedule. We're only a couple of weeks removed from talking to you and you saying the Cincinnati game was the wildest game you'd ever played in and probably will be the wildest you'll ever play in. And then, you know, talking about, you know, uh, they had uh, Russell Wilson on after that ugly victory for the Broncos. And he said he talked to the team and, you know, they're playing the Niners and basically said it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be who can win it at the end or whatever. And that was exactly what happened. Ugly game. But like you win those kind of games like the Broncos. Broncos did last night, Zach, and it really doesn't matter. You put a win in the win column. Oh, absolutely, especially you know when you're playing a you know an opponent that you'll play again later on, or you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It doesn't have to be pretty, you know. As long as you leave the stadium with a W, then that you know it counts for your schedule, and then it's going to be crucial down the line. I mean, um, final score of eleven to ten um, <laughs> so it was not a not a barn burner, but. I'm sure the Broncos would tell you they were um, excited to get out of there with a W. I mean, that's like Iowa playing North Dakota State or something right there. That's brutal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, no doubt. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, the Hawkeyes, of course, scored seven earlier this season with uh, two safeties and a field goal. And uh, so I, I get what you mean. They were talking, Tariko mentioned that no NFL game had ever ended 7-5. And I was like, oh, this won't end 7-5. And then as the game went on, I'm like, maybe it will. We're talking to Zach Gentry. Okay, I mentioned Russell Wilson, quarterback, Denver Broncos. All right, talk to me about, like, uh, that situation uh, that you have at quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, you know, when asked, Mike Tomlin like immediately said, "I have zero, uh, you know, thoughts at this time of doing anything." Um, so, you know, is this one of those things that when you have a player, especially at the quarterback position, uh, it's so, so important for like the other guys on that offensive unit to try to to get things going for your starting quarterback? I would guess, Zach. For sure, it's um, a lot of people are kind of responsible for for helping the quarterback out. I mean, there's a lot of communication stuff on the field, routes uh, versus different looks and, and things of that nature, different reads. Um, but you know, uh, you know, I'm confident with the quarterbacks we have. I really am. Um, you know, I've talked to you before, um, yeah, just personally about that too. I mean, you know, I think they're really talented guys. You know, I think we're in a situation where we're lucky we have a uh, experienced vet like Mitch Trubisky, and you know. Um, Kenny's right there, and Kenny's going to be a great quarterback. And I think 
you know, you don't want to see the backup until you absolutely need him. And I feel like watching the film, we don't absolutely need our backup quarterback. You know, there's, like I said, there's plays uh, that are being left out on the field. I think Mitch played actually pretty good the other day. I mean, I think he delivered the ball really well. And, um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things, uh, you know, like I said before, uh, second string quarterback is always the favorite player on the team. Um, but, you know, you got to just kind of pump the brakes early on in the season. We're uh, getting stuff figured out, but I think both of those guys are still looking great, and I think, um, you know, everybody has a lot of confidence in Mitch for sure. So, um, with regard to that, you, you made a, had a couple of catches uh, against the Bengals uh, the first game of the year. Uh, I think I know the answer, and it's probably going back to what you said at the beginning. It depends on what the other defenses are, are going to show you. So, you're facing the Jets, and a lot of that uh, game plan will include whether you're, uh, you're going to get targeted more times than not, I guess. It's, it's almost a week-to-week deal for you, but I guess you just show up and do your job. Would that be correct, Zach? Yeah, I mean, do do my job, do what I can on the field. You know, I, uh, you know, personally, I'd love to get some more targets. Uh, it's no secret. Um, <laughs> I think that that would uh, help myself and the team out. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's, it is what it is. And um, you know, when we were running the ball as well as we were against the Browns in the first half last week, we really didn't need to take a lot of shots downfield. And then you get to the right. second half, different scenarios where, okay, all of a sudden we're down two possessions, and it's like, oh crap! You know, we kind of we're kind of in a you know, panic mode, we're starting to get a max protection, you know, with the tight ends because Miles Garrett's over there. And so we're having to chip and get out. We're trying to push it downfield. But, um, yeah, I would, I would, I would certainly hope and, and want to get some more targets here in the coming weeks. But I, you know, I'm, um, I'm a team guy, you know, I like to go out there and just get my job done. I think I've, I've blocked really well and then help the team out there. So I'll uh, continue to do that and uh, hopefully get some catches for you, Joe Neal, in the, in the meantime. No, I love it. I love it, Zach. And you will, you will. I, I have no doubt. Uh, but I, I watch every week, and you are uh, doing your job. I see what your job is. Oh, I, I got to ask you, and I'm going to throw it to Sam here in a second. You'll we'll talk to Scott Galetti in a little bit too, Zach. I know you like to get caught up with uh, your old broadcast partner from when you're high when you called high school games. But, but people ask me. They heard me ask you about you know uh, last week what it was like going into the locker room at halftime, and you mentioned the time frame. Uh, the question I got asked. More is do you guys get sliced oranges and Capri Sun uh, there at halftime? Zach, is it, is that the deal, or do they? You know, <laughs> I'm I'm assuming no no sliced oranges at halftime. Uh, you know what? We get sliced oranges at halftime. <laughs> you do? Okay, then shame on me. <laughs> I I, I rarely take them. There, you got like your Gator Lights. You got some. Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you got you it's a classic yaffle yaffle halftime in there um <laughs> they do have some snackies in there for for the guys that are a, a, uh, a little famished uh, go ahead sam talk to or yeah sam talk to zach please Who's the surprise one, Zach? I mean, yeah, not the. I mean, take out the offensive linemen, take out you know the the, the linemen, the ones that would be easy. Who's the surprise one that's that's maybe uh, taking a snack at halftime that that people wouldn't expect? It could oh, be you, I guess, or I'm, but I mean, I don't know. You, know. you don't need to throw anybody under the bus, but just I feel your know, offensive line's too easy. But just maybe a surprise one. Who's who's chowing down on some oranges? You know what? I'm I'm not a big snack at halftime guy. Uh, I'd say the coaches, but also you know those game day inactives. Um, there's always a little room tucked out for for the support staff and the game day inactives. They go in there and they grab some hot dogs <laughs> at halftime. So. Uh, 
get a little jealous sometimes because I'm a little hungrier than an orange slice, but I don't want to do it. And then people walking out with some good-looking hot dogs. Dude, let me jump in here. Dude, Please. he's retired now. I guarantee you Big Ben was at least having a couple of PB&J sandwiches and was trying to snag a hot dog or two. And would that be correct about Big Ben, or are you going to, like, not stay away from that one, Zach? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he's no stranger to the to the halftime dog. That's what you're right, implying. Yeah, okay, all righty. Number seven, you love to talk about Big Ben. All right, go ahead, um, Sam. Creamy or crunchy peanut butter, Zach? Uh, I'm a creamy guy. Mm, okay, well, then we'll move on from that one. We won't talk about peanut butter ever again. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking to Steelers tight end Zach Gentry here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. You mentioned Miles Garrett. One of the one of the big things that I know, I'm sure you guys were talking about afterwards, I mean, he was held in check through the entire, you know, through pretty much until the end of the game. He might have got one play in there at the end, but I know that's something you guys are keying on afterwards. So when you're looking at the at, at the little victories, the little wins within a game, I mean, what did you guys talk about just as far as keeping uh, keeping Mitchell Trubisky upright when he's on the other side? You know, how well you guys did against Miles Garrett? Yeah, I mean, we did a fantastic job. You know, I, I, had, to, I had to pretty much block that guy every snap of the first half, so uh, I know him very well. Uh and, you know, in the run game, it is what it is. You kind of just got to bite down and do your job, get the right footwork and hat placement, come off with aggression. Then um, in the past game, you always try to have a body or two on him. You know, it's not good to have uh, somebody like that get free reign on one-on-one. So a lot of times, if the tight end wasn't going to be in helping protect with the tackle, then you'd, you'd chip and get out and try to get something, take some football off him off the edge. But, I mean, can't say enough about Dan Moore and, and Chukes. Both of our tackles did a great job against him, and, I mean, that's somebody who can absolutely wreck an entire game. Um, just like T.J. Watt, you know, they come in and they, they can just do what they do and, and destroy any offensive drive you have and create, you know, turnovers. So they did a great job against him. Um, he definitely wasn't um, as much of a factor as he is in, in a lot of other games. Well, and, and we see watching the full view of the game how physically imposing he can be. I mean, enough gets talked about Miles Garrett from week to week, but when you're going up against the elite pass rushers like that, not even just you know the, some of the other defensive linemen or defensive ends, the elite pass rushers that are those you know that's that's their one thing. What's different about you know that makes those guys so special that you have to maybe do a little bit extra, maybe get a little bit of protection? Like, what is it about them? Is it the way that they get their hands in? Is it the speed off the line? Like, what is it when you're when you're going up against Against those guys that maybe we don't see just from watching the full view of the game. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, you play against a lot of these different guys, and, and you don't realize like, oh, this guy's a little smaller than I thought he was. This guy's a little bigger than I thought he was. Miles Garrett is somebody who is definitely as big as you think he is. Um, mm. Going out there, I mean, he's uh, when he looks like an action figure. He's a very big human being. He's fast. He's quick. Um, he's strong. And the way that the that the Browns defense plays their their four down front um he's a really wide ninth he's really wide outside your technique and so it's kind of a pain to have to you know shoot back there um you have to you have to kind of quick set it because he's so quick and fast off the line but he's so wide that he can up and under you i mean he's aside from being a physical specimen i mean their scheme and, and his alignment really helps out a lot too because it poses a lot of problems um and so that's why you try to get a tight end out there to try to kind of corral him back in 
You've told us about how quickly things move at halftime. Uh, coaches got to get down. Maybe you know, have a couple of quick conversations here and there with other coaches, and then everybody gets right back up. Start of the second half. So when it's a close game at halftime like that, you guys are up. Uh, you guys are up one point at the half like that. When when it is close like that, and it's you know and. and Every play matters as much as it does. I mean, you know, just what what were some of the conversations just as far as, you know, what, what coaches saw, what they liked, what maybe you guys wanted to try to do differently? Because there is a lot that has to get in there in a short amount of time, when, and especially when it's a one-point game like that at the half. For sure. And, I mean, when you have those conversations at halftime, a lot of times if you're rolling, they're, they're not um, as significant, you know, um, I felt like really our offense was rolled in the first half. We we threw the ball pretty dang well. We got out of the pocket with Mitch and, and you know rolled him and, and stuff like that. And I think we had seventy, probably seventy ish rushing yards at halftime. So I mean we were running the ball real well too. Um, you know there wasn't as much schematically talked about, maybe a little bit, but more so just kind of making sure we focused on you know doing our job and keep keep doing what we're doing out there. Um, you know, the second half was what it was. It was, you know, we kind of got away from from some things a little bit just because of the score and the situation. But, um, you know, it's always nice to go in at halftime when you don't have a whole lot to, to correct. Um, then you're, you're speaking more about, you know, just continue to do what we do. We are talking to Zach Gentry, Pittsburgh Steeler. Zach Gentry, former Eldorado Eagle, Michigan Wolverine, uh, on behalf of the Sandia Sports Bar here at Sandia Resort and Casino. All right, Scott Galetti, I want you to talk to your former broadcast partner uh, for high school football. Bring in Scott Galetti. Go ahead, Scott. Zach Gentry, buddy. Zach, i got to ask you this. Back to you trying to get more catches for Joe O'Neill, as you say. You're talking about blocking guys like Miles Garrett and everything else. How much of a motivation is the blocking? How much of basically a detriment is the blocking? Because you're working so hard when your goal is to make catches. How do you balance everything out? Um, you know, that's a good question. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that um, – I've kind of specialized so much the last two, three years or so in the blocking game that, uh, you know, in some ways it's just as exciting to, to play a guy like Miles Garrett and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, block him as well as I did than it is, you know, catch the ball. Obviously it's great for stats and to touch the ball and, you know, anybody in the world would be lying if they said they, you know, oh, I don't want that catch. You know, of course I want every catch in the dang field, but, um, you know, it's just one of those things, it's part of the job, you know, and it really, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people forget it really is a job, and so if you don't do not do your job, then you're more inclined to, you know, be on the hot seat and things of that nature, and so I'm just, I'm happy I've been able to do my job, um, I feel like I've especially excelled at it in the blocking game, so it's been kind of fun for me to, um, you know, continue to do that really well, and, um, you know, hopefully we, you know, just start pushing the ball down the field a little bit more, get some more quick game, and, and I can touch a little bit and, and be able to, uh, you know, showcase some run after. You mentioned how big Miles Garrett is. Who's the toughest guy that you've had to block in the NFL during your career? Oh, man. Um, you know, last year we played a guy who uh, I, I would say is probably the toughest I had to block. Just overall run game and pass game. Um, Quinn from uh, the Chicago Bears, Robert Quinn, um, just absolutely lights his hair on fire every time he comes off the ball. I mean, he was just coming downhill so hard in the run and pass game. Um, he's somebody I would say is definitely extremely hard to block. Um, 
just because he, he never really takes a play off and he's always going so hard. And, and um, you know, when, when somebody, you know, in their scheme, they had him right over the top of me too. And he was a lot of times in a two-point stance or a four-point stance. Just Basically, his job was just to run right, try to run right down the middle of me. So uh, that was probably the one of the uh, biggest issues I've had um, blocking somebody. He was He was pretty strong, pretty tough. And uh, another thing too, with regard to the reception, Zach, uh, you've only uh, you're only in your fourth year. Uh, I mean, uh, the knowledge you're gaining in both the running and pass games mm-hmm. uh, will suit you well, I'm sure, uh, when your next contract comes around too. Uh, and uh, you know that that's another thing you got to think about because it is a job. Zach is uh, a lot of NFL teams are are needing a, a tight end, obviously that can catch the ball like you can, but also understands that whole blocking scheme is right. is incredibly important right uh zach for sure i mean in today's in today's day and age i mean you're just going to continue to have these absolute uh freak athletes that are going to be on the edges you know and, and and blocking or tight ends who are very good or solid at blocking are, are really starting to disappear in today's game just simply because we're throwing the ball more you know and it's becoming more of a glorified wide receiver position so yeah it's um it's one of those things that's it's important for a team. Uh, you know, a blocking tight end has a lot of value for sure. Um, it's, it's um, yeah, it's very important. You don't need to put an extra uh, O-lineman on the field as an eligible receiver so you can you run and pass, and it's something that's going to be in, uh, I would like to think, high demand, I would imagine. Yeah, and in fact, we were talking to Coach David Williams, who joins us each week, and uh, talk about the Lobo game against LSU, and you know how just everything did not uh, happen offensively. Only two first downs, as you probably heard, Zach, and he was talking about the importance of having that extra offensive lineman, you know, to make things happen uh, on that side of the field. Uh, all right, Zach, uh, you got I know work to do, so you'll have your tablet there because you say the uh, the coaches are always sending things, but um, you're going to have this game on in the background. I know Cowboys Giants uh, just uh, probably a night uh, that you'll enjoy any things that you're looking forward to as even a fan of of the NFL and in, in looking at tonight's game uh, Zach yeah I mean it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out uh, I know there's uh, a couple one or two Cowboys fans in Albuquerque um, <laughs> but I know just they'll a be couple. Uh, but yeah it'll be interesting to see how it goes man I, with all, all the quarterback stuff going on in Dallas and uh, we'll see if they can eat out a win. I know the Giants are off to a hot start, so you know we'll see how it goes. I, I, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, man. I know that hey. a lot of eyes will be on it in the in the five five. Yeah, I, we were talking about Saquon Barkley. Great to see for the game to see him healthy. It appears. Uh, I'm assuming you got to see him on the sidelines when Michigan was playing Penn State in uh, Big Twelve or Big Ten action. Excuse me, there, Big Ten action. Uh, Saquon, right? Uh, is that did the years? Uh, is that correct, Zach? Yeah, we played against him. Uh, well, really, three times when I was there. But he okay. was uh, his breakout year was my junior year. We played uh, in in Happy Valley night game whiteout and second play of the entire game. I mean, they were a top five team. Saquon was Saquon. Uh, second play of the game, they put him in wildcat, and he ran for like an eighty yard touchdown. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with him for sure. <laughs> I'm sure Coach Harbaugh was was pretty pleased to see that happen, huh, uh, Zach? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he kept his voice at an audible level for sure. 
right. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, great chatting with you. Uh, good luck on Sunday against the Jets. Uh, get uh, get to two and two, and uh, plenty of season ahead of you. Thank you so much for joining us here, Zach. Always great to talk to you. That is Zach Gentry of the Pittsburgh Steelers.